And welcome back to the Digital Creators Podcast. Uh, today we're in the studio with Ash. What's up, Ash? Hi, thanks for having me. And Ash is a Perth-based emerging designer. She was born in Zimbabwe and moved to Ipswich in the UK, which is about two hours north northeast of London. Ash grew up there before moving to Perth in 2018. Um, her inspiration and love for fashion design came from her mum who studied textile design at uni. Um, Ash actually modelled her mum's final year designs and from that point she knew what she wanted to do, which was to study fashion design and take it seriously. Um, at college um, in the UK she studied art and design where she graduated in 2018 before she moved to Perth. She arrived in Perth when she was 18 and in late 2019 she um, applied for TAFE and she recently graduated um, three weeks ago in it and she has an advanced uh, diploma in fashion design and merchandising. In Asha's second year at TAFE she created an Instagram page to record her fashion design work which um, she'll one day turn into a brand and her collection of work, which currently goes by Ashley Maria Fashion, um, predominantly is about diversity and re-representation, spreading awareness about worldwide social issues um, and her current uh, line of work showcases high en- a high-end streetwear look as she uses recycled and reworked denim patterns and bold stencil fonts. I'm super excited to have her in the studio today. So let's jump into it. Um, so yeah, you're quite like a worldwide sort of person. I mean, you mm-hmm. born in Zimbabwe and then moved to the UK and then came to Perth. Um, I guess, have, have you kind of learned a lot from these countries and sort of brought those into your work as well? Or how have they um, influenced you? Yeah, I think because, you know, um, I don't really have much memories being in Zimbabwe because I was only there for three years of my life. And so when I moved to England um, at the age of three, so I spent 15 years in England from like the age of three to 18. And so that's, it's pretty much home to me. That's where I was raised. Mm. That's where I grew up. That's where I kind of um, became who I am. Um, that's where I fell in love with fashion. And so, you know, um, kind of falling in love with fashion whilst being in in the UK it was I knew it was something that I've always wanted to do I knew it was something that I wanted to pursue a career in but I didn't really take it seriously until towards the end and I didn't take it even more seriously until I actually moved to Perth Mm. because you know when I moved here I kind of jumped straight into work um, so that I could sort of get used to the area make some money um make some friends and, you know, just kind of get used to the whole transition. Um, And so when I started TAFE in February 2020, um, I was like, I had no skills whatsoever. Like, I didn't know how to sew. I knew nothing about fabrics. I didn't even know what pattern making was. I thought pattern making was when you, like, just draw out a pattern and you put it on, like, a piece of fabric. It's because something completely different. And so I knew nothing. And so um, because I knew nothing, I wanted to take it seriously. I wanted to sort of um, gain the skills, gain the experience that I needed, um, which did really help me because now now that I finished TAFE, I'm able to do all these things that I couldn't do three years ago. Like I can make my own garments, I can pattern make, I can sew, I can 
you know, figure out um, what fabric is good enough to use. So um, it's helped me. Tape has really helped me a lot. And I've, I truly feel like, I always say, if I never moved to Perth, I wouldn't be doing fashion. Because where I lived in the UK, it was it was very small. There wasn't a lot of fashion around me. Um, if I wanted to do fashion, I had to like go off um, to uni, which was like far away and that cost a lot of money. So I just felt like it was very inconvenient for me. So that when I moved here, I felt like there was a lot more opportunities. And so I'm kind of happy that I moved here because it has allowed me to sort of gain the experience that I need. And so I would say, yeah, moving here has definitely allowed me to sort of fall in love with fashion even more than I did before. Yeah. Well, that, that's super interesting because a lot of people here in Perth, mm-hmm. they feel like, you know, it's very isolated and they feel disconnected from mm. the fashion world, like yeah. a smaller scene here. Mm-hmm. But I guess they have maybe the London city on their mind or other places like New York City or that sort of thing. So that's um, quite interesting because, uh, yeah, when you moved here, you were more inspired to take Mm -hmm. fashion seriously. And, yeah, I guess people don't really think that, like, you know, if if you're not in the London city, then Mm. you're also sort of disconnected. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. I think it's a it's a common feeling for a lot of people who aren't like right in the city center. Yeah, I do get that. I feel like now that I'm in Perth, I've been here for like almost five years. I do understand what they mean that fashion isn't as big in Perth as it is in like Sydney or Melbourne, which I do in a way agree with. Um, but I think obviously, you know, my story, my case, it's it's very different compared to where I lived. If I lived in London, then maybe I would think differently because, you know, fashion is very much involved within um, London. But where I lived in the UK, there was nothing. There was, like, Mm. legit nothing around me. So compared to where I lived and compared to Perth, I would definitely recommend Perth for me to sort of pursue um, this fashion career of mine. But, um, yeah, I do get what people mean when they say that fashion is very limited um, in Perth, which is why people tend to move to, like, Melbourne or Sydney or, like, London and things like that. Um, and I think for me, when I think long term wise, it's like I'm 50 50 about sort of staying in Perth because it's like mm. I feel like I should go somewhere where um, there is a lot more fashion. But at the same time, it's like because fashion is so limited in Perth, it's like it's kind of a good thing because it's like, well, if it's so limited, it can be easier for you to sort of bring more into Perth, mm. you know. So I'm like trying to debate on that. But um yeah, for for me, it's it's helped me a lot compared to where I used to live back in the UK. I love that perspective, Ash, because that's what mm. I, that's how I feel as well. Mm. Um, and I've been having this conversation more and more recently, which is yes, Perth does um, lack er- areas of creativity, and um, it has less of a creative industry than Melbourne or London or New York. Mm. But that just means there's more opportunity for people to create it here. Exactly. Um, I think, you know, there's so much potential here for um, creative businesses or um, that sort of thing to get out there. Like, I think there is a market here for whatever you want to do. And, yeah, there's just so much opportunity. I came up with the phrase uh, yesterday. I was just thinking, like, Perth is a playground because it's just – so much opportunity and things you can do like um i think i was inspired by that podcast that i did at the art gallery of wa because i i had uh, a 
DJ on who he does his own events and that sort of thing and he just organised an event and the, um, the rooftop of the art gallery and then we just went there and we could just like create whatever we wanted up there. We could create this sort of event and he has the same mentality as well. He's from, I think he wants to bring the European scene from outside here like because as you know, Perth is lacking that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's the same sort of mm-hmm. mentality like we can create what's lacking here and we can be that foundation so in the years to come we've you know got that establishment so we can bring that yeah for sure Mm -hmm. i agree yeah Mm -hmm. and um since going to tafe and learning those skills obviously you've created was it one sort of collection um so i've done two so in my second year at tafe um, that was the first collection that I did. I did a mini collection, which I think it was like, uh, was it three looks and like five garments? And so that was the first ever collection that I did. Um, I didn't take it as serious as I should have because I just felt like I was kind of like rushing to kind of get it done. And so during the end, I sort of looked back and I just wasn't proud of what I made. And so when I... Um, started third year I told myself that I want to take this seriously because you know in third year it's somewhat the most important year Um, because it's the last year it's pretty much the year in which you could potentially get hired into industry you can Mm. get a job you can um, meet certain people who can sort of help you you know um, in your future and stuff like that and so for me yeah I told myself at the beginning that I want to take this seriously I want to do the best that I can do and that's pretty much all that I can do is just my best and so that's why I started working with um, recycled fabrics and sustainable fabrics and um, trying to have, trying to be inspired by things that actually matter, you know. Um, and so, yeah, um, so I've pretty much done two collections, um, but for definite, my my most recent collection is my best one so far. Okay, yeah. is that the recycled denim yes. look? Yes, yeah, that's the denim look, yeah. Yeah, because I think... I did find your page maybe like a few months ago, even maybe half a year ago, and I saw that and it did catch my eye. Like, And then um, I think a friend, I was like looking for more sort of fashion designers mm-hmm. and um, yeah, my friend showed me your stuff as well and I was like, oh yeah, oh, let's cool. get you on. Yeah. So yeah, I can definitely see the talent. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for what you're going to, you know, release you. Yeah. soon. Um, I guess what's your, what's your next step? In your journey? Ooh. For me, it's crazy because it's like, I tend to be somebody that plans certain things, but I feel like with this, it's like, I'm just going with the flow. I'm literally just going with the flow. It's like, whatever comes my way, if I see it as an opportunity, I'm going to take it, you know? Um, So... It's crazy because it's like when I think about short-term goals and long-term goals, my short-term goal is to get a job. I would love to sort of get hired into the industry to gain more experience, to gain more skills and to sort of have an understanding of how the industry works. Um, And then, yeah, my long-term goal is pretty much go for my own, like start my own business, um, have that as like my main sort of um, priority and yeah just keep doing what I love just keep creating just keep um spreading the message of things that are important 
And um, yeah, that's pretty much where I kind of see myself. Have you started selling or creating items that can be sold or is that going to be part of maybe the next release? Mm, I haven't made anything just yet to sell. Um, I think, I don't know, I think for me I do have a hard time letting things go. So it's like um, the collection that I just made, um, I remember, because we had a fashion show to show off our collection and at the end we had an exhibition with like an extra look that we did and like a lot of people came up to me and saying they would buy my stuff and like they were asking me, um, are you going to sell, would you ever sell? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure, I don't know. Because for me it's like I spent the entire year making this collection and so it's it's pretty much like my baby and so mm. I, I just feel like to sell it, it'll, it'll be very hard, you know, it'll be really, really hard. Oh no, you're like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't want to really give anything away. But um, with this um, new opportunity of um, having one of my garments showcased in a Bali um, international runway show, that garment that I'm making is somewhat going to be sold. So it's going to be auctioned off. So it's like... Oh, yeah. Tell us about this Bali mm. collaboration. How did that come about <laughs> and what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think uh, last week... Um, this girl DM'd me saying that she's a model and she has been picked to be um, like in the final, um, like a final runway show for Bali. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Is she Perth-based? She's Perth-based, yes, she is. And um, at first I thought it was a scam because like I just left TAFE and this sudden opportunity comes about. I was thinking, oh, is this real? But it turns out it was. So, like, I went along with it. And then I messaged her back saying, yeah, of course, I would love to. And then I met up with her and everything. She was really, really sweet. And, yeah, we just started talking about, um, like, what I do, what my, um, what my like, inspiration is, what I represent, what my brand values and things like that. And from that, she... That's why she she DM'd me in the first place because of like, you know, my brand's all about diversity and representation and things like that. And so, yeah, that's pretty exciting. So once I met her, um, I pretty much just kind of started making the outfit for her. Um, and the thing for me is that I didn't actually have a plan as to what I was going to make. Um, for some reason, I feel like when I'm surrounded by denim, it's like I have so many ideas going on in my head that I can't stick to like one certain thing. And I tend to sort of see the end product and just kind of work towards that. Mm. Like I don't, I don't really like sketching out like designs or like testing out colors or I don't really like doing the whole step-by-step thing. I don't know why that is. I just kind of like going straight for it. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You mean um, kind of just jumping into it and Mm. changing it as you go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I do. Um, So what I'm making right now, it's like, probably the fourth different look like I've changed it around so so many times and it's like um although it it can get quite annoying because it's like my mind is sort of it constantly changes and I have like different things going on at the same time it's kind of fun kind of having all these different ideas just kind of like see what you can play around with and see what you can create and so yeah what I'm what I'm working on right now um is it's pretty exciting I'm happy with what I what I've got and it's definitely going to be the final look. Um, is this you making this for that fashion show? Yes, yeah, so I'm making it for her to wear for the fashion show, and that's the garment that gets auctioned off. What's in Bali. Um, 
her Instagram, maybe you want to shout her out. Yes. So shout out to at Kiki's Interlude. I think that's her Instagram name. She's an Ethiopian model. She's 18. She's she's so nice. She's so sweet. And when you see her page, you know why she's a model. She mm-hmm. looks like a model. And so, and like myself, she's also passionate about diversity and representation mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's nice having to, like, collab with someone who kind of has the same values as you. So I'm excited, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you know when this fashion show is going to happen and where? It's So it's in Bali. And what's it called, yeah? It's called, what is it called? I can't actually remember the name of it. I need to ask her. But she... She is said it on she her, maybe on her Instagram? I think it is possibly, it could be on her Instagram. I'm not sure if she's posted anything about it, but I know that it's, um, so she flies out in January 17th. Um, so I'm assuming it's towards the end of January or like early Feb. I'm not entirely mm, sure. I can see it here. So yeah, her Instagram is Kiki's interlude underscore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, her She's got the supermodel of the year linked here. Yeah. So it's Kidist, K-I-D-I-S-T. And then it's Asoti, which is Australian. Oh, yes, Australian supermodel of the year. Mm-hmm. Yep, finalist. Um, okay, so it doesn't have any info about the... Yeah, it might be on like a website somewhere. I'm not sure, but yeah. Let's see. Yeah, it doesn't have info, any info where it's going to be, but yeah, it's Australian Supermodel Year, so somewhere mm-hmm. in Bali, but I'll follow along and I'll share yeah, yeah. any stuff if I find out about it, but that's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, excited. Um, And then how have you, because have you sort of marketed yourself so far? I guess you just created that Instagram account and then you've done a shoot, you did a collaboration with another photographer mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the denim collection mm-hmm. D- does that collection have a name or yes so the collection is called Repin. Repin, okay yes so to sort of market that you did a photo shoot recently tell us about that or Repin. um yeah so i collaborated with um this photographer called abby who goes by the name wild red media she's super talented super amazing like her edits are insane and so, yeah, I was recommended to her by a classmate of mine who used her for his previous collection in second year. And, um, yeah, once I worked with her, I just kind of... Like, she made me feel really, like, really, really comfortable. And so I always look for that in a photographer, mm-hmm. you know. So she sort of guided me to do, like, certain poses, which kind of worked out really, really good. Um, she used, like, different lenses and, like, different angles, um, I think we've got it up here as well. So yeah. these are the shots here. Yeah, those are the shots that she took. She did like that third one. She did. She put that together. That edit, and it's just yeah, it's just so amazing how she sort of does it. I have no idea how she does it, but it's um, I'm really happy that I went with her. I was so happy with the outcome and everything. So yeah, it was. Are fun. these your designs as well? Yes, yep. I made all of that, and I modeled um my um the photo shoot as well. I wasn't planning to, but I felt like... Wow, this is so sick. Oh, thank I you. Love this. Yeah, that's not my favourite look. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was a fun shoot. And yeah, can you tell us about, you know, why you went with these patterns and the font choice and mm. everything that went into it? Yes. So with using denim, 
Um, okay, I'll start from the beginning actually. So, my main inspiration for my collection was um, like the importance of diversity and representation. But I also wanted to talk about microaggression, which I feel like is a topic not a lot of people talk about or not a lot of people know about. Mm -hmm. And so, again, you know, because of how I sort of work, I really do want to bring social issues and incorporate that into my designs. And so I thought to do microaggression because it's sort of that topic that not a lot of people understand. And so with the whole microaggression thing, that's where... I sort of um, want to do a lot of screen printing. So with the different fonts, it's so with that denim suit, um, it's like the words that are printed onto that um, that garment are words that sort of link to what microaggression is mm-hmm. or what microaggression could be or what it feels like, you know. So I have words like um, stereotypical, abuse, um, verbal, indirect, um, racist sexist all these things mm-hmm. and so yeah with so with that um so with that piece I did the um just an ordinary denim patchwork so that I can get the words onto there um but then again with having microaggression as my main inspiration I was also trying to showcase the importance of being diverse and so I wanted to sort of have that linked with the way I used denim and so with that piece, I just did an ordinary patchwork, but I also did um, another look in which I did like weaving. Um, so it's like a two piece, a skirt and a top, which was all like weaved denim. Um, and then I did another piece where it was like another patchwork style, but like every piece was like distressed, like mm-hmm. the yarn sort of hanging out. And so for each denim look, I really wanted to make it as different and as diverse as possible to kind of stink with that whole um, theme of trying to showcase what real diversity looks like, whether yeah. that's with everyday life or within designs or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, it was pretty fun um, doing that. Um, it did take quite a while. I think the, the weaving piece took the longest. It took me... 24 hours to make both of them together so it did take um the longest time but I feel like when you're doing it you don't really care much about the time you kind of just like you kind of just go with the flow Mm because you like enjoy it so much and you love it but yeah I really wanted to showcase like how diverse denim could be because again I was trying to have that link within my inspiration with kind of the outcome of the garments and stuff yeah no I really love how it came out um thank you and it's definitely got a and with that streetwear, the denim look, it's got like a hip-hop feel to mm, it. Yeah. And um, if you look at kind of the history of hip-hop, it's also got like a similar um, inspiration for yeah. hip-hop. Mm-hmm. And like even the words, very bold choice of words. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's definitely streetwear, mm-hmm. but I can also see it, I see it as like high-end streetwear. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because... As I've recently made in the past year, you've seen a return in denim coming back for sort of high fashion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well done. I like thank really love what thank you, you made there. Yeah, it was fun to make, yeah. And uh, why do um, these sort of social issues or bringing awareness to these social mm-hmm. issues, why is that important to you as a designer? Um, it's important to me because... For me, I I like to sort of bring like my 
personal experiences into my designs as well. Um, so, you know, with going with a whole, um, like trying to be diverse and trying to showcase what representation looks like, um, that was, I guess, a personal experience for me because it's like, usually when I walk into a room, it's, it is lacking diversity. It is lacking representation. And that's usually the first thing that I notice is like, how diverse is this room? You know, and I see it so often that I kind of, I kind of expect it, you know? And so, um, yeah, I was like, I was like, because it is my final year, I really want to showcase um, things that are actually important and things that should be talked about, especially in the fashion industry. The fashion industry, I mean, it is moving in the right direction, but there is some areas that do, again, lack diversity and lack representation, you know? And so as a designer, um, I don't just want to make pretty clothes, you know? Yeah. I want to actually talk about things that matter. I want to talk about social issues, whether that's, again, diversity or, like, racism or sexism or whatever the case may be, you know? I just think it's important to talk about things that affect so many people and things that are uncomfortable to talk about because I feel mm. like people need to start having uncomfortable conversations because if not, then the work doesn't get done. And so... Yeah, for me as a designer, I just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just so passionate about um, conversations like that, you know. I'm just so passionate about sort of bringing it onto the forefront so that everybody hears about it, everybody's talking about it. Um, because it is something that is extremely important, something that does affect a lot of people. And I feel like a lot of people don't take it as serious as they should. And so I feel like if, if I can do it, then then at least it's one person doing it, you know? So, yeah. And when you mean uh, walk into a room, do you mean, uh, say, in, you know, everyday situations, you're, the situations you're in, you see a lack of maybe ethnic diversity in the mm -hmm. rooms you're talking about, um, and then also in the fashion industry, mm -hmm. the models, the designers, the advertisements, the people in the industry, you see a lack of diversity um and did you experience that in england and then mm. also in perth or yeah um i see it every day honestly um for me it's like i'll start from when i grew up in england actually because england is a very diverse place um just like perth i do believe perth is also very diverse um so yeah england is very diverse you kind of saw um people of different different cultures, different races. Um, it's very multicultural. Um, however, you know, I feel like as a kid growing up in school, it becomes a different story, you know. So, yeah, there were times in which, you know, I would be at a school or a classroom and I was the only person that looked like me. So, and it's so obvious. And because it's so obvious, it becomes so uncomfortable, you know. Um, but to be honest, I felt like because I'm, I'm so used to it. I've just kind of accepted it now. It's like, it's, it's just a new norm, unfortunately, you know? And so it, it would be nice to kind of see a more multicultural environment, um, whether that's in classrooms, schools, workplaces, um, whatever the case may be, you know? But... Um, Do you think it was because maybe you were living in... So you, s you spent most of your time in England living in Ipswich, which is mm. a more, which is a town like, you know, two and a half hours out of London. Mm. 
So maybe that's why there was less diversity. That could possibly be the case. Um, Because London, with London being the capital city, it is pretty much like probably the most diverse place in England. Yeah. Um, So yeah, um, it can be as multicultural as you kind of want it to be, um, which is a good thing, I do believe. Um, But then when I moved to Perth, I... I don't know, Perth had a different experience. I felt like this could just be me and the way I think. But I felt like when I first moved to Perth, it took me a while to see, like, a person of colour. I was like, did I even live here? Like, <laughs> am I the only one here? Like, it took me quite a while. But then I kind of started seeing more and more. I was like, oh, okay, okay, that, that's fine. Now I feel I feel safe, you know. Mm. Um, so that was great. Um but then, like, you know, once I kind of started to get used to Perth and everything and I started to go into, like, um, job interviews or, like, started working and things like that, I did kind of see it more in those spaces, a lack of diversity. It was it was always, like, it was always the same, like, the same looks of people in one room and you had that one ethnic person, mm. you know? And it's, it's, it's what sort of uh, yeah. jobs were these, for example? So these were like um, retail jobs. So when I first started, because you know fashion was the only thing I wanted to do, mm-hmm. I started applying to all these retail jobs just to kind of gain some experience within the fashion industry. I guess um, I wasn't getting them; I was getting rejected left, right, and center. Um, but yeah, I remember. Like, uh, can you maybe name some of the stores that you applied to? I applied. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not not like we're calling them out, but no, no, just no. out of interest. Yeah. The one I'll never forget this. Okay, I'll tell the story. It's okay. I applied to Jean West, and um, so I applied to Jean West, and they call me Jean's West, is it? Jean's West, yeah. yeah. And then um, they call me back for an interview, and then I was like, okay, great. And so I went to the interview. It was like a group sort of interview where like they had like um, different tables with like people that were hiring, and like you kind of got called in to like talk to different people. And I'll never forget this. Um, so, because I I tend to sort of when I when I walk into a room, the first thing I do notice is how diverse is this room. Mm. Um, it was it was alright. I mean, different people, different cultures, and stuff like that. But I was the only um, black person in that room, mm-hmm. and so that obviously I noticed immediately. I'm the only person that looks like me. Again, I'm used to it. It's whatever. And so when my name was called to do the interview. Um, I remember she asked me one question, just one. I can't even remember what the question was, but she asked me one question. She was like, great, thank you, we'll call you, see you later. And I was like, oh, okay, is that it? And she was like, yeah, we'll call you back. I was like, okay, thanks, bye. And then I noticed that the people who went in before me, they they were still there having a full-on conversation with the person that was hiring. Mm. And I and I... I don't know if I was like overthinking in that moment, but it's, I don't know. It sort of felt like I was a bit of an outcast because it it felt like I was the only one that had that tiny amount of time to sort of express to you why I wanted this job. But then Mm. you kind of only asked me that one simple question and then you're like, thanks, great, we'll call you back. Mm. Of course, I never got a call back, like it's whatever. But I don't know, being in that moment, it kind of makes you feel like, did that happen because of how I look? Did that happen because of, you know, what what color I am and things like mm. that? You know, it, it's hard to not ask yourself those questions when you're the only person that looks like you in that room. And so, yeah, it was moments like that that kind of, I guess, triggered me in a way because 
it is hard it is it is hard walking into a room with the only person that looks like you and because of my personal experiences that is why I'm so so passionate about making or not even just making or like bringing diversity into the fashion industry and like because I just I truly feel like every individual deserves to be represented in some way shape or form you know and it's um yeah so for me it's like it is it does mainly start from like my own personal experiences Mm. um but yeah I think that's that's probably why I'm so passionate about it because I know I know what it's like yeah yeah I think that probably is a good example of you know where there needs to be more diversity is definitely in the fashion industry and I would say just looking at other fashion stores what you look like you know you do seem to be hired on what you look like and your ethnic background because you know when I look at a when I go into a store like Uniqlo Mm. the staff are 90% Asian like Asian background Mm. when I go into Zara it's mostly Asian or Caucasian Mm. background Um, and with Jeans West I would say just and that one that could like I think it is to do with their it shouldn't really be but it's to do with their target market or to represent Mm. their brand Um, say Uniqlo's Japanese you know huge Japanese fashion brand or mm, Zara's you know it's not I think they have a European influence and background, but mm-hmm. it it really shouldn't be. And even like Jeans West, I th- I think their brand is targeted towards more like Caucasian mm-hmm. Australian. It's like yeah. more of an Australian style, mm-hmm. but that's where change needs to happen because you know if you're a brand like everywhere, everyone wears jeans. Every, yeah, exactly. It's like. It, yeah, it really shouldn't mm. be. Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, even Uniqlo, like, like who's buying Uniqlo products? Like everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not only Asian people yeah. buying like Uniqlo products. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely I think that is something that needs to change. And I think it, it's actually for the better of the company as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Jeans West, their audience is actually all Australian people. So... It would be silly to only, you know, hire one demographic if you're yeah. marketing to one sort of demographic. Same with Zara, same with everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that's something that needs to change and I hope it will change. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I think with your designs, I do, yeah, I feel like it would be really successful just looking at the style and the designs. So... Um, I hope that you do make items that are commercially available and you can yes. sell and that sort mm-hmm. of thing because yeah. I think people love them. I mm-hmm. think the fashion community here just mm-hmm. um, being involved or you know being involved and uh, even over the past year, the fashion community here has connected more, grown more. Mm-hmm. Very, it's actually a very supportive community. The one that I'm in, um, I'll just shout out some names. There's if you go on Instagram. There's a guy called Kawasaki on Instagram. That's Tyler. He runs this fashion event called Jargon, and he has a lot of independent designers like selling their work. Um, 
but yeah, I think if you made sort of a collection that was commercially available, yeah, and uh, I think it would be very successful. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I've been thinking about as well is how do I make my garments more commercially available for other people? You know, um, because I did do you know um, the whole patchwork thing, working with recycled denim. It's like how how can I make that more commercial? Because I don't want to stop. Like, you I, think know. That's, I think you could sell, like, if you made those, just sell it with a high price. Like, yeah, I could. I think, yeah, because yeah, you, you were probably struggling with something that I would struggle, I always struggle with with my photography mm. is um, selling my work because with my commercial photography, say, like, the stuff that I make the most money, which mm. is basically headshots or um, corporate shoots, mm-hmm. I don't mind, like, getting hired to do those shoots but then when someone's hiring me say wants me to shoot in my personal style yeah it's different it feels different it's weird i don't know how to price it like mm-hmm. i think i'm gonna get to a point where i'll have that yeah it's hard um it's it's hard to sell your art and work that you've put your heart and exactly. soul into and it represents yeah. yourself it's hard but you've got to do it at some point haven't you that's the thing yeah mm-hmm. and i think when you see people wearing your stuff, mm-hmm. it will just help you, you know, see people are appreciating yeah. it. Because it's not, um, yeah, it's like your work is, it's designer work. It's people, people who buy it will like appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think your stuff would definitely be very popular. Yeah. I hope so. I hope <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I would buy my stuff. So yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um. So, do you think maybe in the next year or couple of years you'll have stuff t- to be bought, or like if people listening want to look? Because I'm just looking at the stuff; it's like mm. so cool. I think so. I think you know because the long term goal for me is to go off on my own and have my own business, and so of course you need money to do that. And so, yeah, I think, you know, starting off small, making small pieces here and there that I could possibly sell would be a great starting point for me. Um, and so, yeah, I think I will. It's just have I just have to let go of the fact that I can't keep everything forever. Mm. You know, at some yeah. point I do kind of have to let it go and let other people have it and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to kind of start setting stuff like that. And... Um, even with that, I remember my mom as well. She was planning to like start a t-shirt sort of um, business where mm-hmm. we just kind of make like t-shirts and like print on them and kind of sell them from home. Yep. Just something to like, you know, um, help you make some money so that you can put it towards, you know, a business and things like that. So I think I will. I think when my mom wanted to start a t-shirt business, it's like, okay, I have my own designs, my own fabrics. So let me just go for it. Let me just see what I can make and sell it and then... At some point, someone eventually will buy it because it will, you know, because um, there is somebody out there that will actually wear it and like it and things like that, even if it's just one person. So, yeah, I think sooner or later, I will I will definitely start making stuff so that I could possibly sell. So, yeah. Do you think you'll make, like, even though I see your stuff and I think in the kind of niche fashion community in Perth, people would, you know, love it. However, the everyday sort of consumer who might mm. be so into fashion but just yeah. needs maybe a t-shirt and mm. pants do you think you'll 
maybe create a more you know commercial line mm. as well maybe like mm. t-shirts and yeah yeah and sure pants and yeah because when i think about my target market with my brand um i always said my target market isn't aimed towards a specific group um for me i want anyone and everyone to be my target market mm-hmm. because i don't want to sort of like um well that's it's diversity so it's yeah like exactly includes everybody. yeah i want to include everybody um so regardless of what you wear what your style is you are my target market it doesn't matter um and so yeah eventually i would love to sort of make more commercial pieces like everyday wear like a simple t-shirt a simple pair of jeans a dress whatever the case may be because i want to make it accessible to all i want to include all i want to include everybody mm-hmm. So, yeah, my main purpose is to include as many people as I can and sort of create pieces that everybody can wear, not just one specific group. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a really good um, approach. Like I, wanna, I wanted to talk about marketing just because, like, I think you have so much potential, but... Yeah, I think once you create sort of something that's you know commercial that you're you're selling, mm-hmm. um, do you have any idea how you would market that potentially? Marketing is a hard one for me because um, I guess I think I think because like I was th- I was going to say because you don't have you know items to sell, mm. um, maybe it's limiting you from getting your brand out there but i think you can still promote your brand and then have people follow along for when there is a Mm, yeah collection but yeah i think i don't know as of right now it's pretty much just me sort of posting what i'm doing um so once again with this whole um body runway show it's just kind of posting the design process of that and just sort of yeah just kind of sharing kind of sharing like um like from beginning to end and things like that um but yeah do you like record um videos of yourself making the garments and that sort of thing i sort of just record actually no i do like um small little like zoom in pictures just to kind of get like a detailed shot and then um so it's kind of like that i do like detailed shots and then once the garment is done, I kind of showcase what the full garment looks like and mm-hmm. kind of showcase it on a body and what it's for. Um, but yeah, when it comes to actually marketing my stuff, that is something that I do I do want to consider and obviously take more seriously. Um, but yeah, like you said, it is hard when you're not really selling anything at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully soon when I kind of start to sell more things, then I'll kind of start to take that more seriously but as of right now it's just pretty much just kind of like posting the design process and what i do and just getting people to like um have a look at it like it and yeah things like that yeah that sounds um that sounds really good yeah i would sort of advise you Mm -hmm. to like uh record a bit of your process try yeah post photos of yourself making things or Mm -hmm. videos of yourself because people really they love seeing um other people creating and then that mm. kind of relates to your brand as well yeah and uh yeah then even even if you don't have anything to sell maybe you mm. could even document your journey a little bit yeah, um 
just have people yeah following along and build a follower so then when you have a collection mm-hmm. um you can release something yep. uh apps like tiktok are like amazing for just getting stuff out there and yep. i've seen so many designers and creators they're like build a huge following because tiktok uh, the audience really loves to see people creating yeah so that could be an idea yeah for sure 100%. um i also want to show you like a recent campaign and i think this is uh it's a local campaign and i've seen a couple of these and i think it's an example of um a positive direction that um you know advertisements are going in and uh for links to fashion basically it's a campaign by karen up and they've mm-hmm. i think it's great because karen up shopping center do you know that the shopping center in yeah i haven't, haven't been but yeah, yeah. about it um yeah i like you know I, I follow a few of the people involved in the campaign but yeah they've, they've really made an effort to make it like a diverse mm. campaign and compared to say other shopping centers in perth the ads you see they're not as diverse so um yeah, I, I just wanted to show yeah, and sure. what you think so um i don't couldn't find the official mm-hmm. campaign but i don't know this this is posted up all over perth but yeah they've just got different oh wow just made it like diverse and then the other the other campaign they did with um uh, someone i know who's called adrian Zavuke, he's he's also from Zimbabwe. I'll try to find it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, they had him as their kind of main sort of guy because he's a he's a music artist and um okay. yeah anyone listening should check out um his stuff. Uh, so it was done by Block Branding. I wonder if they did the same one, but uh, okay, not so diverse so far. <laughs> oh yeah, I think she's indigenous. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah it's nice to get into it. Yeah, okay. It's got like different ages as well, which is good. Yeah. That's yeah, so cool. I think... Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I've seen just the Karen Up campaigns mm-hmm. seem to be more positive mm-hmm. than any other campaign, which is like a good mm-hmm. direction. Yeah, um, yeah I, was, I think, yeah, it's just like a positive thing to see. Yeah. Um, have you been to many fashion shows in Perth? Yes, in a way, kind of. So I, the first sort of fashion show I went to, I didn't actually go to fashion show. I sort of volunteered to help out backstage, which was the safe fashion show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was actually at that as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I helped out backstage with that, um, which, and it was so fun. Like, it was yeah, so I was, fun. Yeah, I was, um, 
meant to get Jody, who was like ran it with his business partner on today as well. But okay. um, we're going to get him on in January. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I helped out backstage, like helping dress models and just kind of seeing how it works. Um, being backstage is very, very intense, very fast paced. Mm-hmm. You have to be quick. But it was a fun experience. And um, I was like, I want to do this again. Even if it's just backstage, I want to do this again. Um, but then because I didn't actually get to see the show, I kind of saw other people kind of post it on their Instagram. So I kind of saw that from there and it looked really, really good. Um, and then I think, did I go to another, I think my show was probably the other show that I went to. Yeah. So yeah. So that was the first fashion show that I was sort of didn't really see, but kind of was a part of. And then after that, I had my fashion show, which I did kind of get to see. So we had two shows. The first show, I was backstage. The second show, we actually got to sit front row and like watch our garments mm-hmm. on the runway, which was really, really exciting. Um, and so, yeah, so it's pretty much just been those two experiences. But like, there's more to come, of course, you know. I feel like now that I've kind of experienced being at my own fashion show, I would love to sort of go to other fashion shows that might be out there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you go to any in... England, like, so you were quite young and you were just starting yeah. to go to college. So, um, it was the one. So, when my mom was studying in uni, she had um, she had a collection that she made for her final year, and she had me and my friends be her models. And so, we were in the fashion show, like we walked the runway and everything like that. Um, so that was probably the first fashion show that I saw. Um, and from that point, I was like. Yeah, I want to do this again. I want to. I want to see this again. I want to be in that fashion show environment again. And so, when the opportunity to volunteer at Safe came around, I was like, "Yeah, I want to do this." And then, again, back to my fashion show, kind of seeing um, like my garments and my creation on the runway. It was like, I want to continue doing this. Like, I want to. Mm. I don't want this to stop. And so, I mean, yeah, fashion shows are. It's like a different experience compared to when you're actually making the garments. Once you kind of see it on the catwalk, it's like a whole different experience. And it's it's exciting and it's fun. And, like, I want to keep going to as many as I can, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good. Um, and have you – I guess you've done that one collaboration with the photographer for mm-hmm. that shoot. Yeah. Um, when was that shoot, by the way? I did that in late last year? October. Um, so recently oh recently yeah just october just gone because that was it was towards my the is that the denim shoot that we looked at denim shoot yeah so i did that in october just recently because that was like during the last few months of finishing tape i wonder what i saw then um of yours maybe it was a was what other stuff have you got on there from is this all this year yeah all this year oh okay yeah cool um have you or do you plan to reach out to uh, people and do more collaborations and that sort of thing? Have you thought about that? I would love to. That would be great. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like I don't know where to start, you know, because I just, I just finished TAFE and it's like I don't know what the next step is because um, although this opportunity to um, make something for the Bali Runway show is great, it's like what's going to come after that? you know like what's what's going to happen after that but I would love to do like different collabs with people because I just at this point for me it's just getting my name out there Mm. in whatever way that I can um 
to get people sort of um, familiar with me so they know who I am, they know like what my brand is about and what it values and things like that. So yeah, as of right now, I'm kind of just going with the flow, but eventually I would love to collaborate with other people. Yeah, other creators for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important as, you know, especially people, if, if creators living in Perth, I think mm. super key to collaborate and connect. And um, yeah, I don't know, in my experience as well, it's how I got my name out there, just collab, 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 collab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be photographers that graduating, studying that mm. need to do shoots mm. or uh, models that want more yeah. experience, mm. um, things like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's super key to yeah. getting your brand out there. That's the plan. Yeah, see how it goes. And are you going to go to Bali to see your work, do you think, or no. what? So I wish, I wish. I don't get to go to Bali, unfortunately. Um, what happens is I, I make the garment and then I give it to the model, then she takes it to Bali with her. And then there's like a whole separate team that deals with like um, auctions and things like that. So what happens is um, the garment I make gets auctioned off, then I get the money for it. I'm not entirely sure how that works. Um, but yeah, I don't get to go to Bali, unfortunately, no. I mean, mm. you could go anywhere, it could be fun. Like I know, just money. Yeah. money for it you know yeah true i yeah. guess but um it is interesting that i've and i think it's good that i've been seeing more people you know maybe start businesses in bali like i was mm. in changu bali just over a month ago and uh i realized yeah there's a international market there and i think it's like a good opportunity for designers or creative business owners to you know, go there and connect just because it is so close to Perth, like three-hour flight. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's quite – it's very cheap place, you know, compared to anywhere else for, like, staying there and food and everything. So I think uh, – yes, yeah, so I had, like, a realisation that's, like, a good opportunity for creative people to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bali seems to be – yeah, it's definitely more of an international hub than Perth, which is yep. – interesting like all the acts you see go there Mm. they get regular international acts there Mm. i think it might also be because cheaper to run acts Mm. it's like it's cheaper to host the act there but then they charge maybe like regular ticket prices or the yeah the prices you can sell you know regular price price clothing because the market is still like international yeah so yeah, it's just something to think about for mm. creatives and, um, yeah, I like to see more things happening in Bali as well because, yeah, mm. it's just a close little neighbour yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you – do you plan to take maybe your work um, internationally if you could once you develop something and connect – um yes um when i so that is a long-term goal pretty much is to be international um so for me when i sort of visualize um like my future and what i see for my brand i i would love to sort of see my brand on a whole international scale a whole like bigger scale um so like i would love to have stores like around the world and things like that 
Um, but yeah, I would love to kind of see it more global. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's the plan. Hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully one day. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, a process that I would advise for any young fashion designer is, yeah, like have a body of work, um, collaborate with people, creatives, get your name out there, um, create, you know, items that you can sell, um, an easy way to get to kind of sell them locally is through pop-ups, so like there's fashion marketplaces, there's uh, pop-ups like, um, Artists Initiative Perth. They just had a market recently where some fashion designers are. There's also thrift fashion thrift society, where fashion designers. You know, it's it. It is mostly people selling their secondhand clothes, sort of thing. Mm. But also, there's opportunities for designers to have pop ups. That's very cost effective. And then maybe um, having your work at events like Jargon, mm. which is in Perth, and it's like a fashion community That'd be cool yeah yeah things yeah. like that i think that's a good way mm-hmm. um of you yeah, getting your work out there but yeah super excited mm-hmm. to see where you go with everything mm-hmm. um thank you so much ash for coming on thank you for having me it was fun mm-hmm. and uh yeah i'll leave mm-hmm. your links and everything mm-hmm. down below yeah um yeah thank you cool thank you <laughs> <laughs>